What's up, everybody? This is Eric Ferguson. After 25 years of being a athlete, of coaching, of being an entrepreneur, I'm now on a mission to live in my full potential as a life coach, transformational speaker, and an author. And this podcast mission is to powerfully and positively impact you to live in your full potential. What is up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life. You know, I used to be a broke college student um, that came from, you know, a pretty below average, um, you know, upbringing. And that was my identity. And that's what I believe. Therefore, my actions, the things that I used to attract were congruent with that belief. I had to do something different. I had to immerse myself into a different environment. I had to move to a different state um, and have that burn the boats mentality in order for me to start thinking differently. And when you start thinking differently, you start taking different action. You start taking different action. You start attracting different results. What is up, Full Potential listeners? I hope you're ready today. Get your notepads out. We got some wisdom to drop for you Today, we got Stephen Cohen on the podcast, co-founder of Sunder Energy Solar Company, and he does an awesome job of dropping wisdom, um, little one-liners, and also strategies, tips, tools to lead yourself in the best way and lead others in a great way, too, um, for a more fulfilling powerful and positive life so i hope you take a listen to the full podcast that said some of the topics we'll be talking about are leadership how to lead ourselves how to lead others also following through with what we promise building self-confidence small commitments leading to big commitments developing communication skills faith over fear we even talk about wealth today Right, we talk about Stephen will talk about immersion. When you want to change yourself, put yourself in the situation, immerse yourself fully, and you have to change. Change the environment, follow your intuition, embrace the change, dream building, and much more. And two powerful quotes that you'll hear Stephen in just a minute talk about today are quote most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And that can be for women, of course, as well. But the point being, don't live a life that is inauthentic to you. Don't waste your time on this earth. Just put it this way. Say you're going to fast forward to the end of your life. What if you knew within a year that you were gonna die. What if you knew it's gonna be six months to a year from now, you know you're gonna die? How would you live that time? How would you live the next six months? How would you live? What would you do for work? What would you do in your relationships? What kind of people would you meet? What kind of experiences would you create? Because guys, that's the reality. That's the reality of this life is that we have a finite time. It just doesn't seem like it. Seems like we're gonna live forever, but we don't. We have a finite time to live. So how are you gonna choose to live your life? Because you're going to die one day. 
Are you going to live in your unique full potential? And the second quote said by Stephen here today was by Napoleon Hill about success. He said, success is nothing more than a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So what does success mean to you? Have you ever stopped the rat race of life? Have you ever stopped yourself and thought, at the end of my life, what does success mean to me? What does happiness mean to me? Right? What is my end goal here in life? So I challenge you to look at your own life from the end point up until now. What's it going to be that's going to make you feel, quote unquote, successful or happy or fulfilled? What is it for you, right? Do not just go through the motions of life doing something that you half enjoy, living a life that you half enjoy. What's the point, guys? Live in your full potential. You are here for a reason. Live it up. Be you. Be unique. Be authentic. Enjoy, right? We cannot go through life as zombies. We have to raise the consciousness to understand that this life is a very unique opportunity. A human life is a very unique opportunity to live. So with that said, think about what it means for you to be successful. That doesn't have to mean you have a million dollars. That doesn't have to mean your career is something that people think highly of, right? It doesn't have to mean anything. It's unique to you. What is your full potential? With that said, everybody, I hope you enjoy this podcast and we will jump right in. All right. What's up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here on the Full Potential Living podcast. Um, today, we got an awesome guest on, my man, Stephen Cohen. Uh, he is a co-founder of Sunder Energy, a rapidly growing solar company. He's a teacher. He's a leader, a coach of his own teams, regional manager, and social media influencer. So without further ado, uh, we will welcome Stephen Cohen to the podcast What's up, my dude? How's it going, man? Happy to be here. Checks in the mail. I appreciate the intro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I met, met you once um, when you came out to Colorado, but I felt like I just knew right away, this, this, this dude's cool. Like, this is, this is a good dude. And I'm just inspired by, you know, you uh, creating this company and trying to make a difference and um, your leadership skills. You know, what you taught us on that day at the correlation meeting was, was inspiring. So I thought it'd be cool to have you on the podcast. So same frequencies, man, like attracts like. So I'm excited to be here and, you know, same, same with you, man. I already told you, could already tell from the get go, you're an awesome dude, man, with the High goals, high dreams, and yeah, just excited to uh, further our relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Cool. We'll jump right in. Um, I lined up some questions that I thought were interesting. So as, as a co-founder of a company, um, Sunder Energy, 
how did your passion for coaching and teaching others, because I noticed you have that passion when you're teaching, how did, how did your passion for teaching and coaching others develop and where does that passion come from for you? For sure, man. Um, that's a great question. So I've been kind of in the entrepreneurial field for about a decade now, which is pretty crazy to say. Um, when I was 22 years old, um, I found a, an industry called network marketing, and I didn't really know it at the time. I thought it was just going to be something that I do um, to make some extra money on the side, doing what I'm already doing. But um, I didn't realize at the time that it would literally be the introduction to um, the thing that changed my life, which is personal development, which is, you awesome. know, realizing, um, you know, your full potential. And, um, you know, I remember being 22 years old and big dreams, big goals, a lot of ambition. You know, I wanted a lot of things, want to take care of my family, but I never really understood how to get there. I feel like a lot of people out there, you know, if you go interview 100 people on the street and you ask 100 people, 99 out of 100 will say, yeah, I want to be successful. Yeah, I want to be wealthy. Yeah, I want to do big things and make an impact. But unfortunately, as we know, the, the, the statistics, you know, probably three to five percent of that hundred, um, unfortunately, is going to uh, you know actually follow through with their goals and dreams. So um, for me, it was really an introduction of personal development and really realizing that, you know, you really can't create anything you want out of this life. And, you know, it took me a really long time in order to cultivate that mindset and actually believe it myself. Um, but along the way, you know, reading a lot of books, going to the seminars, you know, meeting a lot of mentors and people in my life that had big results um, that inspired me to get there. I think I picked up that um, that desire to do the same. You know, Zig Ziglar talks about if you help enough people get what they want out of life, you'll get what you want by yeah. default. So for me, it was, hey, I kind of figured this entrepreneur thing out or at least um, in my current space. Um so why wouldn't I want to help more people? Why wouldn't I want to share what was shared to me that's made such a big impact in my life? Um, and for me, you know, sharing the stuff that I learned, universal laws, you know, how to have good emotional um, intelligence, uh, sales, communication, you know, yeah. leadership, public speaking, like all these skill sets that made such an impact in my life, not just from a business context, but from, a, you know, just a, a spiritual context and, and fulfillment. Um, I'm just super stoked to share it with people and do whatever I can to add as much value in people's lives selfishly, because I know that I'll grow and it feels good and uh, right. I'll get what I want as well. Right. Right. It's kind of a two way street where you're, you're doing it because it fills up your cup, you know, but also you're trying to impact other people's lives too. So it's not one way or the other. Like sometimes we get in a mode of, you know, serving other people, but we don't serve ourselves really, or, or the opposite where we serve ourselves and we're very egotistical, but we don't necessarily, uh, we're not focused on serving others. So when you get that balance, then you're lifting yourself up and you're lifting other people up. And that's, yeah. awesome. that's dope. Yeah, and it, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Cause it's really important. I mean, you know, I'm sure most of your listeners are, you know, maybe younger, maybe older, but people with big goals, big dreams that want to do big things in life. Yeah. Um, and, and most people want that, but for people that are actually actively pursuing it, I think, you know, that's different from people that just kind of wish it and, and want yeah, it. Right. Um, so for me, I kind of fell on that path for a while during this kind of journey of mine where I was not taking care of myself. It was more just trying to focus more on the business and other people um, and just trying to almost kind of like force things to work instead of letting them flow naturally. Um, and a big mm -hmm. uh, realization that I had was, you know, you can't pour into other people's cups unless yours is filled. Right. So rather than yeah. trying to you know, fill that person's cup, fill that person's cup, fill that person's cup, right? Do what you need to, whether that's your family, your team, your friends, the people you care about, 
Yeah. Um, focus so much on filling your cup that it overfills into others, right? right? Because Ooh. by you doing that, you know, it's like a candle, right? When your candle flame is lit, by you lighting other people's candle flame, it doesn't diminish yours at all. It just, you know, adds on to that fact. Um, so for right. me, it was realizing that and making sure that I'm at maximum capacity and that I am doing what I need to for my own, you know, peace, joy, fulfillment, um, and doing what I need to from a business context. And then by doing that, the people around me will level up. I'll be able to serve at a higher level because I'm not coming to someone at half capacity. So I think Damn. that selfish concept um, is actually a misconception. You have to be selfish. Yeah. Selfish is self-care um, to an extent, right? There's, there's people out there that only care about themselves, but right. if you have the right intention. It's like, you need to make sure you're good before you can make sure anyone else is good. Yeah, that is, that is fire. Like, I feel like, um, especially for, for me, I am always kind of in a place of like, okay, how can I serve others? And so it's almost like, you know, if previously like old beliefs that I had were like, if I was being selfish, if I was serving myself, you know, then, then I was, I was not like, I was just doing it for me and I wasn't doing it for others. But the way that you put that was like, when my cup overfills, that's when I can share that overfill with others. And because I'm full now, like what I'm going to give to them is such a higher level of teaching or coaching or just energy that I'm giving others, you know, whereas if I'm, you know, in a very low place and I'm just continuing to give, you know, what am I giving them? Like not, you know, nothing very positive or, or impactful for them. It's, it's just like, you know, you're exhausted, you're tired. So I love the way you put that. It's like when you are full, it's the overfill. So it's, it's getting rid of that. Like there's a famous quote that talks about, it talks about like being in your, our light is our, what we're scared of the most essentially. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically what that is, is like, I was scared to fill up my own cup to the top because I felt like I was scared of my light. And like being at my best because I felt like it was selfish. Whereas that's just, that's the dichotomy right there is you have to fill yourself up in order to fill other people up. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, that's right. That's it's, it's, it's fear of failure or even fear, fear of success, right? A lot of people have a fear of success. Yeah, the fear of success. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And, in, and like, when you think about it, you're like, what? Like, why? you know, like I'm not scared of being successful, but unconsciously people are. And, you know, that's what really kind of holds some people down. It's the concept of like, you know, I'm comfortable where I'm at, you know, I'm maybe not super happy with the income or the lifestyle I'm living, but at least I know what it is. At least, you know, if I don't stretch myself, I don't have all these responsibilities or, you know, my, my high school friends or my college friends or my parents aren't going to think that I'm different than who I used to be. Or, right. you know, what if I achieve everything that I want and then I lose it? Everything's, everyone's going to think I'm a failure. So we have these, these doubts right. and these limiting beliefs um, and these conceptions um, of success that if not addressed and you're not aware of, um, they really can limit you from achieving um, the goals that you want, right? You know, one of my mentors a long time ago, he's like, uh, you know, Stephen, you just got to get out of your own way, man. You know, everything you want is, is capable, right? You can have the, the cars, the watches, the lifestyle, the freedom, take care of your parents. Like if someone else is doing it, you can do it. You know, it's not this right. esoteric thing, um, right. but you got to get it out of your own way, bro. You got to, you got to stop 
allowing, you know, your, your old story and these old patterns of why you're not worthy or why you're not successful or, oh, because you never grew up with money or because, you know, people like you don't become like that or, you know, all these stuff that was implanted from us from an early age, you have to really put awareness on that and realize like, those aren't even your thoughts. They're not your beliefs. They were basically, they were, they were planted in you from a very early age. Um, And if it doesn't be addressed, if you don't address that, then you'll grow up with these unconscious programs and they're going to ruin your, your life in terms of your goals, your aspirations and the things you want to achieve. Damn. It's that, that subconscious reprogramming that is crucial that we learn in our childhood that we have to evolve out of in order to grow and achieve our goals. That's dope. Um, So have you always seen yourself as a leader um, or is that something that has come into your life with building Sunder Energy with kind of the responsibility that you have? For sure, man. Um, so, yeah, it probably wasn't until like six, seven years ago, uh, maybe like eight, nine years ago, because growing up, um, at least until like high school, even a little bit of high school till college, I was very introvert, very low self-esteem, you know, the kind of person that walks into a room and, you know, cares and thinks about, well, what do these people think about me instead of walking into a room and thinking what you care about them, right? Like that was me, Um, very low social IQ. Um, So I had to work really hard in order to cultivate some of the skill sets that I have now. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of super successful people or a lot of the high performers that we look at most of them were pretty shy from an early age. They weren't the college, uh, you know, uh, quarterback or, you know, super like social. Um, most of them had low self-esteem and that's why they had to work even harder in order to gain these skill sets um, in order to go out there and, you know, um, execute in the marketplace. So I would say around 22, 23 years old, I really started kind of stepping into the idea um, of, you know, leadership and, you know, impact and, and really just um, taking full responsibility and control over my life because, you know, they talk about like maturity, right? Like, you know, there's different cultures, there's different ages, there's different, um, you know, interpretations of what like a mature adult is. And I heard yeah. the best definition, you know, maturity a, a while ago said, you know, maturity is not an age. It's not, you know, something that's appointed to you. It's when you take full responsibility for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I look back at my career in my life and it's like that that's really when something shifted to me when I realized like that all the good things that I have in my life and all the bad things it's not because of my parents it's not because of my friends not because of the high school I went to or the opportunities I did or didn't have um it's because of me it's because of the person that I became um and when you can sit in that empowerment that's powerful because now you have control now you have the power to actually make a difference and change that versus what most people they go through life blaming circumstances, being victim, blaming who's, you know, in Congress, who the president is, how the economy is doing, right. right, where they're from, blaming that for their lack of success, lack of results or lack of joy. And the scary thing about that is when you're giving power to other people, you don't have the power yourself to change it. So for me, so learning about this leadership, learning about all this stuff, personal development, I'll keep going back to that, um, really um, just gave me a sense of empowerment. It gave me a sense of purpose and made me almost kind of realize, right? Blue pill or red pill, right? Made me kind of aware to what really is out there and that dreams, goals, everything that you want out of life is achievable if you're willing to put in the work, focus and commit to it. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, 
Yeah. Do you feel like you, you talked about personal development and mentors? Um, do you, do you feel like, and in what way do you feel like these people that you've been in contact with have rubbed off on you and like how they've, um, formed you into the person that you're becoming? That yeah. You're- so anyone in the PD space, right, they've heard the word mentor before. And I remember um, when I was starting to kind of like come up like a couple of years into my you know, career, I wasn't making any money, um, but I was, I was hungry. I was ambitious. I was starting to tune into the right information, starting to tune out of kind of the noise and yeah. you know, the, the, the mediocrity in life. And yeah. I always heard it's like, bro, you got to get a mentor. You always see these successful people. They're like, yeah, my mentor this, my mentor that. Yeah. Um, so I had this. Uh, misconception that I just thought like magically one day I'd run into some guy at Starbucks or, <laughs> you know, someone would run into me yeah. and be, and I'd be like, Hey, can you be my mentor, man? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then I'd have this guy um, and I'd be able to call him and ask him questions and he'd help me be successful. Uh, that's actually not how it went at all. Um, I, I never really had. And, and I think people that have that illusion is, is just not necessarily accurate. I'm sure some people have that, you know, Tony Robbins had Jim Rohn, um, you know, there's people out there that have these, these constant mentors that are super high performers and high level. But the reality is, if you're not making much money, a millionaire is not going to spend time with you and teach you what you're going to do, right? Unless it's like an uncle or, you know, someone yeah. that has this other relationship with you. So for me, I had many different mentors in my life. Some didn't even know they were my mentor. Some of them I never even met. Some of them were dead, right? Virtual mentors, YouTube videos, um, you know, uh, books, right? Like learning certain things from these people's um, teachings and applying it to my own life. Um, So mentors have made a massive impact. Some I know personally, like Max Britton, right? The CEO of our company. Um, You know, he's a mentor of mine, right? If he, you know, he wouldn't say like, oh yeah, I'm Steven's mentor, but he's taught me a lot over the time that I've gotten to work with him. Um, so I think it's cliche, but the old, uh, passage goes when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I think as people continue to progress in their life and kind of zone in on what they want, who they want to be people, places, circumstances, things will start to attract to you. And those things are there from the universe, God, you know, whatever you believe in, in order to help you on your path, um, to achieving what you want. So Um, Yeah, I think virtual mentors, I think in-person mentors, I think finding people that have the results you want, um, doing what they do, saying what they say, you know, get what they get. Um, And that's and I think that's one of the big misconceptions why people fail. Um, It's not because they're not capable. It's not because they don't deserve it. Um, It's because they're listening to the wrong people. They're listening to their, you know, their broke college friends. They're listening to their parents who mean the best for them, but don't have the results in their own life. They're listening to their pastor, their teacher the news, right? They're tuned into the wrong, they're tuned into the right. 97% instead of the 3%. So when you're aware that, you know, who you're listening to is either helping you achieve where you want to go, or it's detracting you. There's not like a, a neutral standpoint. So I think it's really important for people to like, just find someone, whether it's someone um, who doesn't even know your name or someone online or, you know, an uncle or someone, and then just start kind of picking their brain, asking questions, listening to the information. And as you start moving on your path of success, not to success of success, uh, people and mentors, places, things will, will start coming into your life um, and, and supporting you in your cause. Um, but until that, right, no one's going to help the guy on the side of the street, you know, with his car broken down, sitting in his car, but they'll definitely help the person that's pushing their car, actively moving their vehicle to where they need to go. Yeah. Damn. That's a, That's a good analogy. And I think there, there is that misconception of like, yeah, you know, 
it, it's almost like a small minded conception of like, oh, there's got to be one person that I talk to and I'm going to call and, you know, it's going to be this older figure that will help me go in my direction where it's maybe that was true years and years ago, more true, I guess. But the way you put it of like things come into your life, like for me, Sunder Energy came into my life and you guys came into my life to help me grow and, and evolve and, and be the person that I want to be. So I think the way you put it is like a mentor is, is not one person. That's such a small minded look at it. It's everything that you're attracting, the people that you're attracting, the energy, that frequency that you're attracting to you is what the mentor is. It's, it's almost like it's not a person. It's a, it's an energy and you're tapping into that or frequency that you're tapping into. And for me, it's been, like I said, you guys, Sunder Energy. Um, it's also been this personal development group, Lifebook, and some of my other friends that are, that are elevating themselves. And man, it's, uh, it's huge when you tap into uh, basically just following what those people that you admire, like, oh my gosh, if you feel an inspiration from a, from somebody, that means that you should follow like what they're doing. You know, if, if they're achieving something that you want and you feel that natural inspiration, like, oh my God, that's sick. Like, that's dope. I want to do that. If you feel that natural inspiration, that means that you should follow, you know, what they're doing, because then you're going to continue to have that inspiration and happiness, which is what we're all here for. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yep. Proximity is power, right? Proximity is power. It's like, you know, the way people change their life is immersion, right? Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. It's like, you have to immerse yourself into a different environment, a different culture. Yeah. You know, the easiest way to le learn a language is not, you know, hooked on phonics or Rosetta Stone, right? It's go to that specific country <laughs> and stay there for a month because you're going to have to adapt. Yeah. You know, your, your body will um, be open to learning different things and you'll be able to walk out of the country knowing a good amount of the language, right? That's the concept of immersion. Um, in my experience, the way that you create success, um, or, you know, any level of success, right? Because success to everyone is, means different things, whatever your goals, your dreams, right? The thing that you know you want, but maybe you don't have the courage this moment or you're, you don't have the, the faith in order to take that. It's like, you have to immerse yourself in it. You have to have that uh, burn the boats mentality, right? I'm sure you heard the story of the, yeah. you know, the general who, <laughs> you know, they were outnumbered, you know, a hundred to one per se. And, you know, he burned the boats and said, hey guys, you know, there's no retreat. Either we take the right. island or, or we die and, and they take the island, right? So no it's like that. B. Yeah, there's no plan B, right? Just distract from the plan A. So that that type of burning desire, that type of commitment, um, that type of immersion in whatever you're doing, that's the way that you create success. Because what happens is you start to change your paradigm. You start to change your identity of what you believe that you're worth. You know, I used to be a broke college student. Um, that came from, you know, a pretty below average, um, you know, upbringing. And that was my identity. And that's what I believe. Therefore, my actions, the things that I used to attract were congruent with that belief. I had to do something different. I had to immerse myself into a different environment. I had to move to a different state um, and have that burn the boats mentality in order for me to start thinking differently. And when you start thinking differently, you start taking different action, you start taking different action, you start attracting different results. Um, so again, easier said than done, right? It doesn't happen overnight, no overnight success. 
right? It's that compound effect of doing the small little things day in and day out. And then over time, you see this big, massive um, result. But most people don't even take the first step, man. Most people don't even uh, take the first step because they're, they're scared of what could be. They're scared of what could potentially happen if it doesn't work out. Um, they don't believe that they, they're worthy of that. That's a big one. Um, and they don't want to put themselves in a vulnerable situation to see what they're made of. Um, but the thing is, when you don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation, um, you never get to really test the limits of, of what you're capable of or your potential. And you yeah. know, at the end of the day, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. It's better to have it not work out than not try because now you have the confidence to try again and you've gleaned lessons right. from that experience to move forward into the next journey. Right. So for those people out there that are listening, that if you're just taking the steps towards your dream, towards what you want to do, like congratulations, because if you're taking the action consistently, because, you know, so many people are held back from just taking that action, you know, and it's just like, congratulations, if you're doing that and just keep going. What's up, guys? It is action item time. I want you to pull one action item that you got from this podcast. So that could be something that inspired you, something that motivated you. Now, keep that in your mind, that one thing. And what are you going to take action on this week to make your life better? What did you pull away? Start to take action on it because if we want to manifest our best life, if we want to live in our full potential, we have to have action items and take action on them today. Now that you're thinking about your action item, we will jump right back into the podcast. So what do you feel like um, gathering from what we were talking about with your mentors in the books you've read and all that, what do you believe are some of the most important characteristics of becoming that effective leader? Yeah, I think uh, self-awareness is a really big one. Um, You know, Gary Vanderchuk talks about that, especially in uh, the millennial generation. That's a lot more of a of a common thing. But I think self-awareness is really, really important. You know, the old scripture, know thyself. Yeah, because if you don't, you know, all communication is all leadership is all dealing with other people, which is a lot of leadership um, is energy and emotion, right? That's all we're transferring on a daily mm-hmm. basis, whether it's sales, whether you're leading a sales team or a family, um, right. you know, or, or a community, right? Like all you're doing is transferring energy and emotion to other people, um, you know, trying to essentially add value to their lives um, or help them achieve the goal, collective goal of whatever the, the, the cause is. So if you're not aware of who you are, um, and aware of the things that you are good at or the aware of things that um, you're not good at, then you're not going to be effectively, effectively able to communicate with other people. You know, uh, Ed Milet talks about this. He says that you cannot transfer to someone something that you're not experiencing yourself. If you don't have conviction, if you don't have confidence, if you don't have faith, if you don't have enthusiasm, you cannot transfer that energy to another person, another group of people or a cause. So in theory, you have to essentially be experiencing that yourself. And if you don't know yourself or if you're not aligned with who you are and you're confident with yourself in your own skin, then you're not going to be effectively able to take other people to a place that you've never been yourself. So for me, it was a lot of development of 
following through with the things that I said I was going to do. I think that's one of the easiest applicable yeah. things to gaining leadership confidence mm-hmm. is all self-confidence is. And we hear this all the time, right? You got to be more confident, right? You want to go make more sales, be more confident. You want to go get that girl, be more confident. You want that big paycheck, be more confident. But how do you really develop confidence, right? Because it's more than just puffing your chest out yeah. um, and, and you know acting as is, right? So for me, building self-confidence is essentially the same thing as building self-trust. You know, Eric, if I told you I'm going to be on this podcast at 10 a.m. Pacific time today, and I know show you, you have just lost trust in me because I told you something I didn't follow through, right? You've essentially right. lost confidence in my ability to follow through with the same, the stuff that I say I'm going to do. But the same is true with ourselves. If we tell ourselves we're going to do something and we don't follow through with the thing that we were going to do, guess what? We're actually chipping away at our self-trust, our self-confidence. Right. Because we're, we're creating a reputation with ourselves that we don't follow things on the things that we're going to, we don't follow through on the things that we say that we're going to do. So the easiest way to start building self-confidence and increasing your leadership ability is to keep the promises that you make, not to anyone else. Um, Well, obviously everyone else as well, but more importantly, yourself, right? When you say you're going to wake up at a certain time, wake up on a certain time. If you say you're going to go knock a certain amount of doors, go knock a certain amount of doors. If you say you're going to do this, right, I'm going to go launch this podcast this month, like launch this podcast this month. Because by doing that, those little wins, you're actually creating that self-confidence in yourself. And it's the law of commitment, right? Small commitments lead to big commitments. Mm. So as you start creating that reputation with yourself, when it gets to big, crucial decisions that are going to make an impact in your business and your organization, your life, you're going to have the follow through and the commitment and the track record with yourself in order to go out there and execute. So I would say that's a big one, developing self-confidence, self-awareness, knowing yourself, knowing what you like, knowing what your vision is, your goals, your, your why, like, why, why are you doing this in the first place? Um, it needs to be something that's more than just a superficial goal. Yeah. And then, um, Developing your communication skills, um, because I think communication is is everything. Um, even in today's day age where there's artificial intelligence or robots, even more so, good communicators are going to be more valuable because there's going to be less of them and people aren't being trained in communication anymore because everything's digital, it's online, it's, it's robots. Um, at the end of the day, there's always going to be good communicators out there. That's going to be a big need in order to influence people, in order to go support people in whatever their cause is. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'd say those three traits for sure. Yeah, those are huge. That's awesome. I appreciate that. So, Stephen, have you ever have you ever heard of uh, the gap versus the gain? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, it's it's uh, basically it's like focusing on it's a it's a psychological kind of concept, but it's about when you focus on the gap. So the gap meaning. Uh, focusing on, okay, you know, I want to be here. Like this person has this, this person has this, this person has this goal. And you're always focused on the gap of what you don't have kind of a lack mentality. Whereas Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the gain, like, look what I've gained in the last month by taking this action. Look what I've gained. It's instead of living in that lack, you're living in the abundance mindset. So, um, so I want to take it back for, for you, um, when you look back at your journey through, through solar and helping build this company and you look at the gain you've made in all the areas of your life, not just work, but all the areas, what are some of the achievements or maybe character traits 
that you gained since then, that if you went back to the beginning of your solar journey and you looked at yourself now, you'd be like, damn, I am so proud of where I've come. What would be, be those things for you? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I really like how you uh, rephrase that, the, the gap um, yeah. versus the gain. Yeah, I would say uh, there's been a lot, man, because, you know, the way that I look at entrepreneurship or sales or really life, right, it's just a self-development program with a, with a compensation attached to it, right? You know, if you want to make a certain amount of money, you better grow into that individual in order to keep the money, right? They say that, you know, if you get a million dollars, you better figure out how to become a millionaire really, really quick if you want to keep the money. You know, and, and I am a firm believer in, you know, your income will never out, out earn your, your personal development, right? Who you are internally, the value that you add to society, the marketplace, who you are as an individual, right? Your integrity, your honesty, um, the things that you value, right? Like those are all a reflection of your physical reality, whether it's your health, whether it's your business success, whether it's um, your emotional connections with people. Um, so I am definitely a component or I am definitely a uh, advocate of, you know, your, your input is your output, right? Focus inward and the outward will kind of take care of itself. Um, so for me, over the last seven years of solar, um, it's been a life-changing, uh, you know, opportunity, like minus the income, minus the experiences. It's like who I was today um, compared to seven years ago is completely different. I'm completely transformed. I'm a lot more optimistic. I'm a lot more confident. Um, I trust the process a lot more. I think that's a really big one. Uh, people growing into their careers or growing into, you know, certain opportunities in their life, they, they create a lot of doubt in the process. Uh, because when you haven't really achieved anything that you consider big in your life, you doubt your ability to potentially achieve it. You start to make these alibis and create these stories that, oh, again, I can't do that, right? I'm not as good as that guy, right? And what happens is, like what you just said, you put these successful people on a pedestal. And the issue with putting successful people on a pedestal, you're now creating that gap that you can actually mm. achieve what they mm. achieve because now you're putting them on a pedestal wow. being like, oh, they're, they're better looking than me, right? They're, they're mm. a better speaker. They're a better communicator. And now you're actually creating all the reasons on why you're actually creating separation from the goals and the mm. things that you want to acquire. Mm. So lack of doubt, um, I think was a big one. And just having faith, having faith in myself and trusting that everything works out because everything always works out. That's a mantra that I always tell myself, especially getting into entrepreneurship when I had some scary you know, tests in front of me, you know, spending my last $10,000 to move to a different state and take care of people and not knowing if it was going to work, like having these foundational principles that I truly believe and internalize, you know, things work out, Stephen, because things always work out, right? Am I dead though? Not dead, right? Things will take care of themselves. So I guess having that faith over fear mentality um, mm -hmm. is really, really important. Um, because when you when you step into faith over fear, it's going to allow you to take that step in order to, you know, see the see the the, the first step without having to see the full staircase. Um, so, you know, um, evaporating doubt, I think, is really, really important um, that I've learned um, just dreaming bigger, quicker. I think is a really another big one. You know, mm -hmm. if I wish someone told me seven years ago when I was like, I just want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I just want to do this. Right. I wish someone told me, you know, Hey, you're going to hit a hundred thousand dollars a year, but you need to be thinking a million dollars a year. Right. <laughs> you need to be thinking bigger, quicker yeah. because what that does is, you know, if you're focused on here, 
you're only going you're going to get there eventually as long as you put in the work but if you're focused on here even if you hit here right you're still progressing past what you originally thought was possible right. um it would have condensed the learning curve it would have condensed the journey i could have did what i did in seven years or three years or four years um because why not you know especially in today's age where there's right. so many examples out there of 21 year olds 22 years old you know young people making insane amount of money insane amount of success insane amount of impact where maybe our parents generation didn't have access into that earlier so the great thing about that is it's it's training your psyche to be like hey what i want isn't actually not realistic it's actually possible because i have all these proof um in my face every single day of doing it um so i would say i would say those three things were the biggest just again dreaming bigger quicker you know taking my goal and and expanding it even if it sound a little bit out there at least having a bigger target to shoot for um and uh yeah just realizing that like everything works out you know everything will always work out but you know if you don't take action right the pain of regret is going to be way worse than you know the failure of you know the worst possible thing that you can think of if it doesn't work out you can look back and be like damn i took that on like (laughs) even if you failed like wow i really you know, I went for it. I did it. You know, even if it didn't all work out in the way that you thought from the beginning, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. But you can look back and be like, you know what? I went, I went for all of it. I went for my full potential, you know? I, yeah. And that's, that's amazing to look back on. But yeah, there's a good quote. Back. It says, yeah, uh, it says, uh, be stubborn in your commitment, but be flexible in your approach. So yeah. be stubborn, be committed in your goals, your vision, what you want to accomplish for yourself, your family, your community, your friends, right? Don't negotiate that goal, but yeah. also be flexible on how you get there. Because yeah. like you said, you know, a lot of times I thought I was so stern on, hey, I know where I want to go and this is the way to get there. When in reality, no one knows how you're going to get to where you want to be, right? The universe, God, right? They're going to give you certain things um, that you're not going to see on your radar screen at first, but that's actually there to support you and help you getting to where you want. So if I would have been so stuck on my approach and, hey, I need to do this and that and that, instead of being more fluid and loose and Mm -hmm. flexible, Mm -hmm. I would have probably missed out on a potential really big opportunity because I was so stuck on where, what I thought was best for me instead of allowing, you know, the, the beings, uh, you know, the, the, the things above me, um, in order to take care of me. Damn. (laughs) One of those things (laughs) that was like exactly what I need to hear. One of those things I want to extract from what you said was putting people on a pedestal, that's where uh, it puts a gap between you and them. And that was like a light bulb, like, absolutely. Like there's those people that, you know, you admire or, or whatever, and you put them on this pedestal. And so therefore by putting them up there, you're like, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. You know, even if you're interacting with them, then it's like, oh, it's always from this perspective that I'm not on your level. I'm not good enough. Where it's like, even if they're mentor, your mentor, even if they've, you know, accomplished big things, you can still be, you don't have to put them on that pedestal instead of putting those people so far away from me, realizing that, you know, I'm on that level too. And I can be on that level and I have to just keep growing and keep doing. So that's something that that was huge hopefully for 
listeners as well. Absolutely. So for someone out there who wants to grow and achieve some of their biggest goals, you talked about commitment. I, I've heard you talked about commitment a lot. I know it's a big thing for, for you and consistency. Um, maybe even something that they've never done before. You know, how, how do they flip that commitment switch from like, okay, 60, 70, 80%, you know, I'm doing this job and you know, I'm going to go out and work these amount of hours. I'm going to go knock doors for these hours. How do they switch that to all in hundred percent committed to the goal? There's, there's no plan B. Like how do they make that transition? In your yeah, life? for sure, man. That's a good question. Um, and I look back at my own kind of life. So I like quotes. Another good quote is until the pain of change outweighs the pain of staying the same, then nothing will ever change. Mm. Um, so there's, there's a story of an old man with a dog and there is a little kid uh, walking by their house and they heard this dog like crying. Um, and the, the little boy goes up to the old man and they're like, Hey, like, like, is everything okay? Like what, what's wrong with your dog? Why is he crying? And the old man says, Oh, well, he's, he's, he's laying on a pin, um, like a, like a needle, like a pin. And then the little kid's like, what? That's weird. Why doesn't he move? And then the, the old man responds because it's not hurting bad enough. So I feel like a lot of times in our life, again, we're, we're not experiencing enough pain. We're not experiencing enough um, inspiration in order to make a choice or make a decision to go all in on something. Yeah. Again, it's the person that's like, you know, because especially in America, no one's really, you know, homeless on the street, right? There's obviously homeless people, but the majority of people are like, they're doing okay, right? They're maybe not happy with what they're achieving. Uh, maybe they're not super stoked of their car they're driving or the relationship they're in or, you know, their their lifestyle, but they're also not in any pain. They're comfortable. And a lot of times right. the unknown is a lot scarier than where they're currently at, even if they're not stoked for it. So you have to get really clear on what you want. You have to figure out what is it you want? What is it that actually turns you on that gets the juices going? Because in order for you to go accomplish something big, it's going to take a lot of work and you're going to get knocked down a lot more than it's going to be easy, right? Just like what we do on the doors. You're going to get told a fuck ton more no than you do <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. That's just the nature of it. And we yeah. know that going out there, but most people they're scared of those no's and their journey of where they're trying to go. So they have to get really clear on what they want, because if there's not a strong emotional attachment, it's not enough to push someone to their goals. They have to be pulled um, to their goals. So you need something strong and that has an emotional pull on those heartstrings um, in order for you to get through it when things get hard, because they will get challenging and you're going to get tested. It's almost like God, the universe is like, Hey, you say you want this, but let's see how bad you really want it. Right? Yeah. And if you don't have a strong connection to that, um, it's not going to work. So getting clear, right. Yeah. A, what a, an exercise that I like, um, it's kind of the why exercise. It's like, okay, I want to go make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars this year. Why? Uh, well, um, you know, I want to take care of my parents and I want to help support them because they've always, you know, supported me. Why? Well, growing up, you know, I always heard that they used to argue and, you know, money was a really big thing for them. Um, and I just want to make sure that's not a thing anymore. Why? Well, actually, you know, I have these doubts and beliefs and I just want to prove it to myself that I'm actually worthy and that I can make them proud. Right. So it's like you continue to pull back the onion yeah. until you get to that core and that root <laughs> of like why you're actually doing what you're doing and you hold on to that. So yeah. when things get murky mm -hmm. on your path, right, you have that kind of shining star in order to guide you and where you want to go. So getting clear, I would say, is the first thing. 
shifting your environment and your association, um, I think is huge, right? From the people that you see on a daily basis to the community that you're plugged into, to the to the the music you're listening, right? Like how much music are you listening into your car instead of how much audios or how much YouTube videos that are successful, right? How much Netflix are you watching versus how many books are you reading? Changing your entertainment ratio and your education ratio to make sure you're feeding your mind you know, with things that are going to inspire you and they're going to help grow you because chances are, if you're not where you want to be, you're not someone who is capable of taking the action to get you to where you need to be. So you have to change that self-image um, and that identity first, right? Identity drives behavior, right? When you shift that identity, it shifts the way that you operate on a daily basis. Right. And then I would say last thing is just, uh, you have to, you have to go all in, right? Burn the boats, find something, whether it's a network marketing yeah. company, you know, a door-to-door direct sales company, right? Trading Forex, like whatever it is, like find something that you actually see longevity with, not a dead end nine to five job that you're just doing to survive. And right. that may not be your end game. That may not be where you're going to be in five years, but it's at least it's taking the first step forward into yeah. tuning into a new world, a new worldview um, in order for you to go out there and start compounding that and getting to where you want to go. Absolutely. That's awesome. Good stuff. That why exercise, I've heard that before. Um, what, I guess, what would be your why? What's, what's the core of your, your onion there? That's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And it's evolved, man. It's evolved. You know, if you had asked me five years ago, I would have told you a completely different answer. My soul motivation other than like the superficial stuff of like you know being able to order from the right to the left at a restaurant right not worrying about the price um driving a nice car having a nice lifestyle right taking nice vacations everyone wants that and everyone deserves that there's nothing wrong with that you know i enjoy it right money says people say money doesn't make you happier i disagree i think money is a magnifier if you're a happy great person it's going to make you even happier and, and a better if you're a, a, a miserable person that's depressed it's going to make you more miserable than the plus right it's just a magnifier um yeah, exactly. But for me, um, at first, it was really just taking care of my parents. That was like my my chief aim, as Napoleon Hill would say, um, is taking care of my parents. Um, and I really leveraged that a lot. I, I leveraged that. And uh, I leveraged that by kind of having the conversations with yourself. I remember being like two or three years into my network marketing career, um, making still no money, no results. You know, I learned a lot. I was a better person. I was a better influencer. I grew a lot, but my monetary... Uh, result wasn't a reflection of everything that I've grown inside. And I remember just sitting there one day and I'm like, man, like I got to make some shit happen. You know, like my parents are getting old. Um, you know, I don't want, you know, I, I could go the traditional route and take 10, 20 years and, you know, create a good income and take care of them, but they don't have enough time, right? Like they're going to yeah. die before I actually create this and buy them their house and stuff like that. So I leveraged that why and Lo and behold, right? Something clicked. It didn't happen overnight, but compounded. I got introduced to solar. Things started working. Income started increasing drastically. And, you know, now we're here and I was able to take care of it. So you want to leverage, um, you know, those big reasons that we have in our life for doing that. Now, it's not really taking my parents. That's taking care of my parents. They're pretty good. You know, I don't really need to. It's not something that motivates me anymore because it's kind of already accomplished. Obviously, I got to continue to sustain that. Uh, but now it's more really figuring out what my potential is, right? Really figuring out like, you know, I didn't come this far just to go this far. If I was able to go from, you know, level two, Steven to level 10, what does level 20 look like? Um, and getting kind of obsessed with that process of growth of, of progression 
Um, and selfishly, I want to create financial uh, freedom, complete financial freedom, um, where, you know, I, I have, you know, I'm in a really good spot, but if solar, I can't stop working solar tomorrow, right. Or my income goes away, right. Like that's the reality of it. So creating enough financial freedom where it doesn't matter what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with my lifestyle, the people I care about, who I take care of can still be supported with me being able to really do whatever I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Building passive income streams and. I know you're, I've seen you're interested in real estate and talking about real estate a lot. So that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. From your perspective, what are some of the most powerful mindset shifts? This is actually a perfect question after what we just talked about. Mindset shifts to building a wealth, kind of a wealth mindset. Yeah. Really good question. Um, immersion again, I'll go back to that answer. Uh, changing your environment, right? For me, it was moving out of my parents' little condo and uh, dropping my life and going to move to Colorado. Actually, that was like my yeah. first step of like you in Boulder. Who, you you uh, sold Westminster, something Westminster. Westminster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too poor for Boulder at the time, but yeah, Westminster. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it was burning that boat. For me, it was making that big drastic change where we all have big decisions in our life where we know that if we take action on that big decision, it's going to change our life, right? Whether it's a relation, breaking up with a relationship or joining a relationship, whether it's moving to a different state, whether it's leaving your current job, um, whether it's trying a new opportunity, we have these opportunities in our life that come in um, pretty constantly, but it's actually making the choice to do it when it feels good, right? Your intuition, my intuition has been my my compass throughout my journey, where a lot of times if I didn't follow my intuition and I followed my logic, it would have probably not led me to the place that I needed to go. So intuition, regardless of what everyone else, the noise, your friends, your family is telling you, just again, that self-awareness um, is really, really important. But I would say immersion, doing the thing that you know you should be doing, regardless of the fear of doing it, if you know it's going to change your life, right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. If you want things in your life to change, you have to change things in your life, right? Like change is constant. It has to happen. Most people resist it. You have to embrace it as long as it's moving you in the right direction. So I would say that's step one. Um, step two, in terms of developing that wealth mindset is um, figuring out like what you want. I mean, dream building is a, is a big thing that I um, you know, used to do quite a bit. Dream building is basically like putting yourself around your goals, right? It's going to test drive the car that you really want just to kind of feel it and get into the vibe of it, right? Law of attraction yeah. kind of stuff talks about this a lot. It's maybe, you know, once in a while staying at a really nice hotel, even though maybe you can't really afford it that much, but staying at a really nice hotel so you can feel how that feels. So you can kind of associate with people that are on that vibration and on that level. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the vision boards, right? Like as kind of whoopie yeah. dookie as these are, like they, yeah. they work. It's like, you want to set yourself up best to win. And the thing is, it's all in your mind. You know, everything that is reality is just a reflection of your internal reality. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can change this, the more stimulus you can put in front of your face that are conducive to where you want to go, the more intel that you're getting in between your ears right your senses right we're seeing things on a daily basis we're hearing things you know monitor that make sure the stuff going in is stuff that is actually conducive to where you want to be um because you know if there's just the noise of society and the news and you know people complaining about how things aren't fair and this economy that if that's what you're hearing consistently consciously or unconsciously that's the beliefs that you're forming so you have to be very mindful the thing that i kind of like to visualize I think there's like this little blue man 
um, at the door of my mind. Well, you mentioned right? <laughs> yeah, this little blue man. And consciously, I either allow information to come in that's going to groom me, that's going to give me prosperity and happiness and joy and abundance, or if it's negativity or scarcity or stuff that is not resonates with me, I consciously like don't accept that. Um, and like, there's power in that there's power of being aware and being present and making sure the stimulus that's coming in on a daily basis, because we're getting hit with so much stuff, um, mm -hmm. is stuff that is good, right? Like, are you letting people to just pour junk and garbage in your mind? Or are you allowing people to plant seeds of, of joy and prosperity? And yeah, I think just being conscious of the information that you're absorbing, um, is really, really important as well. So yeah, I would say that. And then the last thing is like, get it, get excited, man. Get find something that gets you, gets the juices going. Most people, you know, Joe Rogan talks about this. Most men live desperate lives of quiet desperation. Um, that's, that's a famous quote. I don't know. It's not from Joe Rogan, but he talks about it a lot. Most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Oof. And uh, it's true. You know, it's true. 97% of the, the world um, go through life, living paycheck to paycheck, never really doing anything. They go on two vacations a year. Um, you know, and they call that life, right. They basically just die before they even, you know, get die. you know, die because you know, their dreams, their goals, their aspirations, right. They get to the point where oh, I'm too old to do that. Or now they're in a situation where they're stuck because they have kids and they can't move and they can't go do that thing that they want to. It's like, don't let that be you, you know, like make a conscious decision that like, Hey, we're not on here to survive. We're on here to thrive. There's yes. other people doing it a lot less talented, a lot less deservant of, uh, of the people listening to people on this call and all of us. Um, so just make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Quiet living in quiet desperation. Oh man, that is so true. And, and sad that people, I totally understand what, what that feels like. And what that is like when you're living in that, man, that's, that's scary. So, and if you can be aware of that and realize that's living in quiet, you know, desperation of what you want to become, that's, whew, that's powerful. Bars. Um, so I have a, a hypothetical question here. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so we're going to fast forward to the end of your life. Um, and you're aware that in minutes or hours, uh, you're going to pass away, you're going to die. Um, what are two things that you reflect upon in your life that you did or philosophies that you look back and say, okay, um, you know what, I'm at peace. And I understand it's okay to die now. Um, I'm at peace with the life that I lived you know, these two, maybe their philosophies, maybe they're certain things you did achievements or something. What would those two things be for you, Stephen? Yeah, it's a really good question. I would say the first one is I'm proud I went for it. You know, I'm proud I didn't allow, you know, uh, pressure or um, doubt or my own internal um, worrying things that I've created to prevent me to create fear um, to immobilize me for not taking action and where I wanted. I'm just proud. Like I, I, like that was my biggest thing. I was like, I'm, I'm literally chasing my dreams, right. Regardless if I get there or not, like I am in the pursuit of them. Like I am taking action. Yeah. Um, and thankfully I'm in a position where a lot of that has paid off. So now it's, it's compounding, right. A lot of people they're at that 
will it pay off phase? And that's why they don't take action because they're negotiating that. But for me, one of the biggest things I'm proud of is like, I'm going for it. You know, I'm, 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 I, I burn the boats. I'm psychologically unemployable. I've already decided this is the life that I'm going to live. This is who I'm going to be. And this is the path I'm going to choose. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? There's a lot of, you know, long nights and, you know, depression and like sadness and doubt, right? Like it, by you making that choice, things don't just automatically, you know, things are great, right? <laughs> new levels, new devils, right? But at least I'm on the path where a lot of people can't say that. I've decided Ooh. I'm on the path. There's no way I'm turning around. I don't know if I'm going to get there. There's going to be a lot of mountains. I'm probably going to scrape my feet. I'm probably going to hurt myself, but I am going forward um, until I can't go forward anymore. So I would say that's number one for sure. And then number two, um, I was a good person. Um, I think, uh, I think integrity and moral values, um, mm. it's, it's not talked about enough in, in the business world, right? Like that's always been, that was instilled. I can't take credit for that. That was instilled for me, for my parents of just being a good person and listening to these golden rules of don't treat people how you don't want to be treated, right? Like it's such a basic overplayed <laughs> philosophy, but bro, yeah. there's so much value in that. Like if you don't want don't do something to someone if you don't want it done for yourself, right? Like that's, it's pretty simple. Um, so that karma, um, I think is very, very important. And I know that when I'm dead or when I'm on my deathbed, at least up until this point, I don't plan on changing anytime soon. Um, but I know I could be a good person and I truly didn't compromise my integrity. I didn't compromise my values. I yeah. could look at my parents and, and be proud of, you know, how I conducted myself and the person that I was and being kind to people. Um, that's something that I value a lot. And, um, contrary to popular belief, it's actually got me very, very far in business. Most people say nice guys finish last. I don't believe in that. If you're a pushover and you don't stand up for yourself. That's another thing. But I think being nice and kind to people, um, I think it's a valuable skill set, and I think it could, uh, compound far into business and any other, uh, you know, venture. Yeah. That's a big distinction right there. And sometimes in life, we have trouble. We put a blanket over everything in this and say, this is how this is a generalization where that's a really big distinction between like being a nice guy who doesn't stand up for themselves or doesn't, um, you know, necessarily defend themselves when they need to stand up when they need to. There's a difference between that person that's just always passive and nice and somebody who is living a life of service with kindness it's like the difference between nice and kind you know mm -hmm. kind is like in service it's like hey i'm here to i'm here to be compassionate and kind and help you know um but you know if if somebody steps up to me or if a situation presents itself i'm not going to back down because i'm trying to be nice i'm i'm in a powerful position where I stand up to those things, stand up to those people, stand up to what's wrong, you know, and that's the difference. That's a big distinction between being like a nice passive guy or being a nice or a kind person where you are living your life in service, but you also, and you also step up to what's wrong and you make sure that you, you know, you're not going to stand down because something's in your way. That's a big distinction right there. That's dope. absolutely man. That's awesome. So my last question, man, what uh in 2022, what does uh living in Stephen Cohen's full potential look like? For sure, man. Uh the the four pillars um is something that I've spent a lot more time focusing on. 
you know, physical, financial, spiritual, and then, you know, relationships. Nice. Um, I think, I think that's a big thing because for a while, I think there's different seasons in people's lives. You know, Jim Rohn talks about this. There was a season in my life, 2016, 2017, 2018, where the business leg was the only thing that I cared about. That was the yeah. only bucket. I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't going to the gym. I didn't really have a good social life outside of that. It was, I was a hundred percent obsessed and it's the only thing that I did and talked about. And Sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, uh, your obsessions become your possessions. Sometimes you have to go all in and commit and not have that balance in other areas. You just have to understand the season you're in. If I didn't go all in, if I didn't burn the boats, if I didn't have that all in commitment, you know, do or die mindset, I may not be in the position I am now. But now that I am and now that I have I've executed in that season, um, now I'm able to kind of be in another season where I'm able to maybe focus a little bit more on some of the areas where um, all bleed into each other um, in order for me to be at my maximum capacity. I need to. So, you know, the gym, making sure I'm at the gym, I'm doing boxing now, just learning a new skill set, just learning new things, I think is a really big thing for me. I like experiences. I like new things. Yeah. I don't like the mundaneness of life where you take the same thing to work every you take, you take the same you know route to work every day. You eat the same thing. You see the same people because that's when life gets short. That's when life is over just like yeah. that because yeah. all those mundane same things almost kind of like blend together and you wake up and you're like, where's life? Where experiences, that's why travel, that's why doing new things um, yeah. are, are powerful, right? Getting in nature um, because it, it almost breaks up that rhythm yeah. of energy and it creates more yeah. depth in your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just say, hammering down on physical, making sure the food that I'm putting in, right. Leveling up. I eat out a lot. I like fine dining. So making sure that like, you know, I'm eating good things. I'm taking care of my body, my relationships, spending time with people that maybe are outside of work is something I haven't really done much in the past, but by doing that, it creates more depth in my life because it gives me perspective um, on where everyone else is doing. Therefore I can come in with a fresh kind of perspective into solar when things kind of get a little challenging. I'm like, my life's still amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously financial, right. Doubling down on solar, trying to do my best to serve as many people as possible, help them hit their goals. And as a byproduct, I hit my goals. Um, and yeah, man, I, I would say just trying to encompass, you know, everything that if I, you know, ask myself, Steven, what would your ideal, you know, year look like getting as close as possible, or at least attempting to hit as many of those things as possible. Yeah. And, uh, it's just about progression, you know, um, Napoleon Hill, I know you're a fan, but he says success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile idea, right? right? Like it's the progressive realization of an idea that you find valuable. You know, it's the school teacher who loves teaching and is working her way up the school system, right? It's the philanthropist who loves giving back to people and is okay living, you know, not a super luxury life, but gets so much fulfillment from that and he's creating. So, it's just about making sure that I'm in alignment with what I still want, keeping mm -hmm. that self-awareness um, and doing that because that's when I feel the most energized. That's when I feel the most joy. Um, yeah. When I feel the least, it's when I'm focusing on things that aren't uh, something I'm passionate about and it's focusing yeah. on things that um, aren't serving me. Right. Beautiful wisdom, man. And I think that, um, you know, going back to the last question, I feel like we're so aligned because my two things are you know, did I go after what I'm inspired by throughout my life? Did I go after it? 
You know, at the end of the day, that's all I can do. The the results and everything is the job of the universe. Like I can't control sure. that. You know, so one, did I go after it? And two, did I make an impact? Did I make a powerful and positive impact on other people's lives? You know, so I feel like those were very similar to what you said. So um feel like we're totally aligned there. So that's that's dope, man. Hey, like minds attract, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I so appreciate you hopping on, taking the time and being a man of your word and saying, hey, I'm going to show up at this time and and uh, doing what you say. And that's that's such a powerful thing um, for me and, and what I do and and for people in life. So um, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. You're the man, Eric. Appreciate you having me, man. I'd love to do it again uh, in the near future, man. Absolutely. Be awesome. Absolutely. We'll do. All right, dude. Cool, brother. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I hope you got something powerful and positive out of it and something you can take into your day-to-day life, something you can implement today to make your life better towards your full potential. And don't forget to hit that follow button on Spotify. Hit that follow button and you can get notified when the Full Potential Living podcasts come out. New episodes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. So until next time, make it great. Live in your full potential. And I'll see you next time. Peace out. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life.